Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. I am enjoying church today. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there are some mornings where you're just really not sure what the Lord's going to do. And at 3.58 this morning when I woke up for the day, hallelujah, I was going, oh, dear God, will you come today? And um, hallelujah, seven hours later, he has come and he is faithful. Amen. Gotta love being a single parent for a few weeks with a teething child and a sick, uh, sick other one. But he is faithful. God is so faithful. He is so faithful. You know, why do we share these personal things? So that you guys realize there is nothing special about whoever stands up here or whoever sings up there. I can't tell you how many times Pastor Grace will text me and say, I'm just telling you, I'm, all I'm doing is praying in tongues right now. I'm just telling you, just saying. And that's like code word for it ain't looking too good. And so this morning, that would have been me telling, telling my armor bearers, I'm just hiding. I'm just hiding. You know, I don't know about you. Some people are morning people. Some people are not. I don't really like late nights, and I don't really like early mornings. I'm a middle-of-the-day kind of girl. And so, you know, I have the easiest babies. I really do. And so when Jonathan starts this teething thing, and nothing happens, you know, he doesn't have all the fever. He doesn't have all the other stuff you get. He's just going, and don't put him down either because the turned into something you don't want to hear, okay? <laughs> so you get two days in a row like that with like four and a half hours of sleep apiece. It's not looking good for me. And um, the funny thing is, is, you know, so you wake up at the crack of dawn and you're like, oh, dear Lord, I was planning on sleeping for an hour and a half more before I got up to worship before the kids. And now, now they're up with me. This ain't good. But the funny thing is, I didn't have one person texting me this morning. I had seven. I counted it during worship. I had seven. Seven people texting me for stuff with a crying child. My head hurt so bad. Zach kept asking me what I was preaching today, and I said, I can't remember. <laughs> Finally, I said, Jesus, what else? for me I got a kid's hot chocolate for Zoe and I locked myself away and said I don't want to talk to anybody or look at anybody because I got to find Jesus amen? amen and that's what we do in our everyday life that's what all of us do I know when I don't look like Jesus I hope you know when you don't look like Jesus but we find our way to turn off everything right just to turn off everything because you know it's, it's not by my it's not by power it's not because of who we are. It literally is because of who he is. 
every one of us, every day in every way. And if we can just acknowledge, wow, I look like Heather right now, and begin to turn it off, begin to turn it off, and let the layers of self come off, Christ will always come. He'll always come. Because you see, I told Pastor Grace, if he doesn't come, then you're just doing the whole service and worship. Because y'all don't come for me, amen? You don't come for my hubby. We come for Jesus. And guess what? As Christians, I'm going to step on some toes, so just put them all out there. Let me step on them hard. It should be the same thing as mom and dad or as employee. Don't show up if it's going to be you. Just give them Jesus. Just give them Jesus. See, I'm very highly aware of who's coming out of me, right? And, and you know how, why I'm highly aware? Because my sweet daughter's face wears it all the time. And I'm not saying, I, I am not the mom that goes around yelling. I don't like that. I'm always very loud, because that's who I am. I'm always a little stern. That's who I am. But I'm very aware. And so I don't want to step behind the pulpit as Heather. And I don't want to be mom as Heather. I don't want to be employee or employer as Heather. Because you don't get the best of me. Because I don't represent the kingdom well that way. My kids are going to be better people because of the Christ in our home. Because not every, every parent is a ding dong. Right? We think we got it. And we think our way is better, right? But let me tell you, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But Jesus. So that was free. I hope that helps somebody this morning. And if you don't like it, then just throw it away. <laughs> Psalm 73, starting in verse 25. It says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth. None! That I desire beside you, my flesh and my heart may fail. I might die, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Today we're going to talk about there must be more. There must be more. Our hearts, we were created for a more kind of life. We were created for a more kind of life. In other words, the things of this world aren't going to satisfy you and I. You may think, well, my bank account's not full enough, but if I, could do, if I just had enough to always pay my bills and not be scraping it, I'd be okay. No. Because then the hamburger patty wouldn't be enough. You'd want the steak. And then the steak's not enough. You want that filet mignon. And then you want the fresh golf shrimp on top. There's always more. Or you're going to want the golf club. I know. You've had that fresh golf shrimp. <laughs> or there's the golf clubs or the boat. Come on. Or the expensive vacations. You know, you talk about that guy with corn, the drummer. He talked about how there were girls everywhere. He had all the drugs he wanted. He had the fame. He had the money, throwing it around. But he was miserable. He was doing drugs, to, uh, trying to find pleasure 
And even all of that didn't satisfy him. Then you want to flip it to the other side. When I lived in New Orleans, there was this couple, very influential couple. He, um, anyone ever heard of Rite Aids? Did y'all have Rite Aids up here? He owned like, say, 20 of them, if not a little bit more. So they were just a little bit, just a little bit wealthy. And they were bored. And someone invited them to come to Beyond the Grave. And this family, I mean, when I talk to you, very, very influential on the North Shore. Her, um, the wives... Um, spending money outside of all bills, this is just your spending money, darling, to do whatever you want, was about seven grand a month. That's more spending money than I have for like a year, right? And so that was her monthly spending money. But they weren't satisfied. They were both very unhappy in life. They were both alcoholics. They come to be on the grave and they get born again. They get born again. They're like, we didn't know this was possible. We didn't know. So the woman who would throw $7,000 away on different facial creams, <laughs> different shoes, and all this stuff, all of a sudden was like, what can I do? And so she, we'd say, well, we need, we need to furnish all of Mary's song. Sure, you want to go pick out furniture? Let's go. And we'd go shopping and just pick out anything we wanted, all the nice stuff. Okay, there you go. And she'd just pay for it right there. What else can we buy? Um, sheets. Let's buy sheets. You know, whatever we think we might need in the next year for them, we would get to do. But in the natural, she was so, the money never satisfied. It wasn't until she found Jesus that, are y'all following where the train of thought that we're going? And so the scripture says, who have I in heaven but you? God, what do I have in all the world, in all my possessions, in all the things? What do I have but you? There is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart. He's the reason this heart beats. He's the very thing that causes my heart to be positioned and postured under certain things in this world. He is the source, my portion, forever. Psalm 16, verse 5 says, Lord, you're my portion. You're the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. The psalmist is talking about a heart that is absolutely satisfied in nothing but Christ himself. To be able to say in the midst of sickness, in the midst of, of financial disarray or marriage problems, Lord, Lord, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. You're the portion of my inheritance. Above all else in the world, you chose me. To be your beloved. You chose me among all, all of your creation. You chose me. You picked me to sanctify. You chose me to have relation and communion with you. I am completely satisfied with the positioning that you've placed me in life. Does that mean that the psalmist says everything's perfect? No, he was hiding for his life half the time. His BFF wanted to kill him. And not just, I don't like you, 
want to kill you. I'm talking gets armies together with their swords and their models coming to kill you. I don't like you. But even in the midst of that kind of, of, of attack, you're my portion in my lot. Whom have I in heaven but you? You are the strength of my life. Where are we finding our satisfaction today? Have you and I been touched by heaven? Touched by Jesus? Have the words of the Bible jumped out and kissed you and arrested you in such a way that you know that he's your portion in this life? He is your portion. Not, but my mama done did me wrong and my doggy died. Because all of our dogs are going to pass away, people. Hello. <laughs> and like I told you before, as parents, we don't know what we're doing. Everybody mama done did them wrong. Right? The mamas done do the best that they can do, but we still do it wrong? Are you listening? But you, oh God, are the strength of my heart. You are my portion forever. There is none on the earth, nothing that will satisfy like Christ. You know, I was the one that y'all heard a couple weeks ago. Me and my mama, didn't, we didn't like each other. My dad was, you know, an executive in the oil field. What happened to the oil field? <laughs> so you can about imagine what our house is like. Mama don't like the kids and daddy ain't working. Woohoo! Right? But it didn't matter what job came and what bills got picked up or, or, or even when restorations with mom began to take place. None of that could compare and satisfy. I tried to satisfy in alcohol. I tried to satisfy in men. I tried to satisfy in drugs. Nothing would make me happy. Nothing would make me happy. It wasn't until my boyfriend at the time, my little brother, both got locked up. Both got arrested twice in two weeks. What is wrong with them? And I realized it is only by the grace of God I'm not in there. Because God knows I'm a chicken. I couldn't handle it. Y'all think I'm tough, but I'd have been crying like a baby. I'd have been scared of those people. Now you let me go in jail. I'm happy in there. I love being in the prisons. Because I know I... I I know I get to leave. <laughs> but back then I was scared to death and I realized I had tried everything. Everything in my natural 20-year-old mind could try. And I was miserable and now I was embarrassed. Because these are the people I hang with and if that's what's happening to them, that's really what should be happening to me. I didn't have anywhere else to go but Jesus. And then born again, born into the kingdom of God. Thanks be unto the Lord that as I cried out for a husband year after year that he didn't give me one. Because I still thought that a man was going to eventually satisfy me even after being in the church. Thanks be unto the Lord he made me whole. Christ, because there's none on this earth, no spouse, no child, no job, no medication, no gift, no experience will ever satisfy us permanently 
like Christ can. It's a temporary fading joy that comes and goes, comes and goes. But Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the one that's came to save us to the uttermost. He's the one that says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's the one that is the author and the finisher. He's the one that's the banner over us is love. He's the one that's my provider. He's the one that was the propitiation for my sins. He's the one that sits at the right hand of the Father always interceding for me. He's the one that has seen me at my absolute worst and still chose to die for me and call me out by name. There is none in heaven but you, Jesus. None like you, oh God. Nothing can compare to who you are. Nothing on this earth will ever compare. No size, no number on the scale, not one experience, not one food. That can compare. Why? Because our satisfaction is found in him. He made the soul and only he can make it happy. He made it so intricately and he alone can satisfy. The psalmist here shows that he has Christ, that he chose Christ, and that he also has an interest in him. You see, as a believer, it's not just about coming to church and playing my music, shaking some hands, or loving on some kids. It's are we showing an interest and who he is. Are we interested in what Jesus says today when we wake up? Are we interested in what he wants us to do? Are we interested in his character and in his loving kindness? Are we interested in what he says about our lives? Or is it all about what we want? Me, 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 me. Because you see, as a believer, as a Christian, our affections should be set on the things on high. Our affections should be set on Christ. We're to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our mind, with all our souls, with all our strength. That means we have to actually take an interest in him. You see, my husband and I have absolute different interests. We both love Jesus, and that's probably the only interest that we have alike. I, my interest is that I'm going to go and I'm going to run. I'm going to go to the gym and throw some weights around. I'm going to go and physically find a challenge that I cannot do today, but in six months, by golly, I'm going to do it. And he looks at me and goes, yeah, you go have fun. <laughs> Whereas he's going to find relaxing baking me a cheesecake from scratch. And I'm like, seven hours? Peace out. I'd rather go like run and get lost in woods for seven hours, right? We all have some kind of interest. But as believers, all of us should have an interest in Christ. John 1.12 says, But as many as have received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. As children of God, we've got to think like our little kiddos. You know, sweet, precious Zoe. She's not, you know, I just, Zoe, can mama have, please, just some privacy and quiet time? Mommy, I do not like the quiet game. 
That is not a game. Games are fun and quiet is not fun. <laughs> but sweet little precious child of mine, Mommy, why do you use that lip color? Mommy, why do you do your hair like that? Mommy, why don't you wear these shoes? Mommy, what about this color? Mommy, does this match? Mommy, why are you doing that? Mommy, why do we worship? Mommy, why, what does that mean? Mommy, why are we going here? Mommy, that's where Mr. Rich works. I know. Every time we pass North High, Mommy, 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 yes. Mommy, that's where Mr. Rich works. Oh, really? Every time. Every time. Mommy, can I help you? 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 Mom. Mom. Yes. But as children of God, it should be the same way. God, I don't understand. God, why is that person always happy? And I look, I am, I am sad, and it's not fair that she's happy. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think that Christianity meant they looked like, oh, I'm holy, holy, holy all day? Because he already knows what thoughts are going on in your head. And what's the difference between that statement and going, oh, here goes the happy one again? He still knows. But as a child of God, we constantly, Daddy, 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 hey. You know what, Daddy? I, blah, blah, blah. Daddy, what does this mean? I don't understand that scripture. Daddy, if your word is breathed by you, if it's alive, and if it is Christ, then why is this not happening in my life? And the believer, the child of God, that our affections are on him, that whom am I in heaven but you? We're the we are born into the kingdom of God. We are adopted. We are grafted in. We get to go to him every day. And he's not going to get annoyed. Daddy, 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 God. Why? What? How? Help. I had a realization the other day, driving and just in my personal life and where I'm at, and was like, wow, whoa. God, that's, wow. Okay. That's where I'm at? Wow. Okay. Wow. And so the natural man starts wanting to go, well, if this could change, and if that could change, and if this could realize. And then you hear that still small voice going, Heather, only me. Only me. Only me. And it was that precious reminder that Jesus is the only one that can help us. That Jesus is the only, and so I said, okay. So naturally, I start doing the, this is how we overcome, you know. And you start getting all your stuff together. Like, yeah, I'm gathering up my, I'm going to battle. Y'all forget, I really like a challenge. So I'm serious when I start saying I'm gathering up all my tools to, to have victory. Only Jesus. How do we do this? How do I get from where I'm at today to where you want me to be? And where is it that you want me to be? Am I supposed to be happy about X, Y, and Z? Am I supposed to be satisfied in X, Y, and Z? What is it that you want from me? How should I feel about this? Anyone, anyone following? 
There's not uh, one plus one equals two in this walk. But there is always Jesus, the portion of my life. And if as a child of God, I'm going to let him be my dad. I'm going to let him be the author and the finisher. I'm going to let him be the sovereign king in my life. And at some point, I've got to bow. We've got to bow. We've got to bow. We've got to find satisfaction. We've got to find direction. We've got to find lordship. But I gave him my life 45 years ago. Just shut up, little girl. We give him lordship every day. And I hope to God I live to be a believer for 45 years, for 70 years. I hope to God I live to be an old woman, an old woman that gets to sing of the goodness of God, not become bitter and angry because life didn't happen the way I wanted. But I want to sing with the psalmist that the lines have fallen in pleasant places. How do we, how do we live a life like that? Satisfaction in Christ alone. Let's keep going. Christ lived a sinless life. Finding satisfaction in him. John 1.29 says the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him. And he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I can find satisfaction in Christ alone because he who had no sin took on my sin. Because Christ himself lived an absolute perfect life. You know, we were at the Cleveland Zoo earlier this month, and it was very interesting because they had the little sheep-a-doodles and the lambs and all that stuff really right next to the, to the lions. And so we went from, you know, like literally one display to the next display, and it was so interesting because you're like, yeah, Zoe, you want to go in? Go on in. Touch them. Do whatever you want to do. Feed them. Oh, yeah. Because you're not afraid of them because the little lambs are so cute, a little dirty, but so cute. And then we go to the lion thing, and all you can think is all the kids that keep falling in the cages, right? And so you're like holding on to your kids for dear life. <laughs> you know, you're like, uh-uh, because, wow, it's just ferocious, right? But the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world on your behalf and my behalf, call us friend. Romans 6, 14 says that sin will not have dominion over you because of the lamb of god sin will not have dominion over you and i i can be satisfied in christ and christ alone because he's given me the victory over sin in this life meaning you don't have to be addicted to things or people or experiences because he's given us victory i don't have to be controlled by money or fear or anger or sickness because Christ has given me the victory. Because he has defeated sin and death, and now it no longer has dominion over me. 1 Timothy 2.5 says there's one mediator between God and man. One who is who? Christ Jesus. Christ is the answer. He came as a lamb to bring us into fellowship with Christ, with God. Let's do the quote by John Calvin. It says, The principal office of Christ is explained briefly but clearly. 
By taking away the sins of the world through the sacrifice of his death, he reconciles men to God. Christ certainly bestows other blessings on us, but the chief one, all which all the others depend, is that by appeasing the wrath of God, he brings it about that we are reckoned righteous and pure. From this source flow all the streams of blessing, not by imputing our sins, God receives us into favor. He is the source of that reconciliation. You know, that was my salvation experience, was that I realized I was reading this book by Maxwell, I think, and, and all of a sudden I realized that I, I knew I was going to die one day, but I was going to die and I would be before Christ, before Christ, the sinless man, God become man. And I realized in that moment his holiness, his purity, and his power. And I was a prideful thing. And in that moment, I knew that I was living a life that I couldn't look him in the eye. I was so embarrassed of who I was and what I had done, mortified. But Christ came to bring us reconciliation. Reconciliation, that means that I could have a relationship with God himself. The Lamb of God come so that I don't have to be an embarrassed, messed up little girl that has to come with her tail in between her legs. Now I get to go dancing and skipping into the arms of my dad on that day. And he will, he'll welcome me home. I am counted righteous. You are counted righteous by the blood of the Lamb. You want to talk about blow our minds? Talk about the thief on the cross? 17 years after my salvation, he looks at me in the same righteousness today as he did on that day when I said, Lord, help me to live a life that I would know you. Because in that moment, his blood covered me. Just like his blood covers me today. Because from that moment on, when God the Father looks at me, he sees the blood of his son. I don't get to go before him on my own. You don't get to go before him on your own. We go before him because of the blood of Christ. That's what he sees in us. He is the source of that. Without Christ, it's impossible. It's impossible. He died as our sin offering. We're still on, first, on John 1. The next day, John saw Jesus coming and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God who what? Who takes away the sins of the world. He, look, God, we had to have Christ. We had to have an offering for our sin. Without it, God wouldn't be God. There had to be atonement. There had to be someone paying the price for you and I. Have you ever got busted for something and you quickly blame the other person? There wasn't me, it was her. I didn't do it. I didn't do it, it was him. We live in a society where today the laws don't even have to be the laws because some attorney with some bright mind is going to find a way around it to make it look like a loophole and we don't have to be accountable for anything. 
right? But with God, it black is black and white is white. His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What sin is sin. If it's unholy, it is not of him. And he requires atonement. He requires a sacrifice for our sin. Cry, I can be satisfied today because someone loved me enough to go and make that offering for me that said, yes, God, she is nasty. She is filthy. She is blah, 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 blah. But because you love her, I love her. Because of our love for one another, I go before you on her behalf. And I take it all upon myself so that you would see her white as snow. You see, that's the most amazing thing is we have a holy God, an absolute holy, pure God that adores his people. That adores, look, if you've lied, you deserve hell. Much less gotten angry or had an outburst of anger or rage. I mean, come on. We want to say idolaters and like murderers, but we're talking about anything unholy. Right? But they love us so much. They care for you and I so much that they would take it all away. All away. All away. Look, just take away all the drug stuff I did. Just the hate and the anger towards my mom is enough that I don't deserve heaven. Just that is enough that I don't deserve heaven. But But Christ, that thing that you look over all the time and say, yeah, but it's all good. At least I'm not doing this anymore. That, that disqualifies us for heaven. But the blood comes. As we repent, the blood comes and washes us white as snow. And he doesn't see you as that filthy, ugly thing anymore. He counts you righteous. He counts you holy. That, that is why I can say that the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. That's why we can go to Isaiah 61 and say instead of our shame, we'll have double portion. It doesn't matter who I used to be. It matters who I am in him today. Who he says that I am. Because I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Because I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Because I have a comforter that's come. That he comes in my bedroom window when I think I'm all alone and broken. And he comforts me. He reminds me of who I am in him. Of all that he's done for me. And the promises and the blessings of heaven that are mine. He carried our sickness. Matthew 8, 16. 
It says that when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the word, and he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. The verb, we're going to go ahead and read the next quote by Adam Clark. The verb nasa signifies here to bear sin as to make atonement for. As the rabbis understand this place to speak of the sufferings of the Messiah for the sins of Israel and say that all diseases, all diseases, all griefs, and all the punishments due to Israel shall be borne by him. That's the... What we forget is that the atonement of Christ, the shedding of the blood of Christ, is not just for your ugly attitudes. I mean, it's for that too, right? But it's also for the sickness, for diseases. Without the fall of man, there wouldn't be illness in the world. It is not of Christ because it's not pure and holy and righteous. He took that upon himself and, and our griefs. Do you know that when you're sad... When you're broken, when you're hurt, when you're anguished in spirit, when your body and mind are failing, he bore that for you and I. He bore it. He bore it so that our, our, our bodies, our minds, our souls, spirit, soul, body could be healed, could be made whole. Now, we live in a fallen world, but every one of us will be made whole in Christ. As born-again believers, whether he, he heal my body on this side of heaven or not, I'll be healed on the other side. But until that day, I'll be giving it to him. I'll be giving it to him. I'll be giving it to him. You know, I thank the Lord all the time. I was praying the other night just about who he's made me to be and where he's brought me from and how he's met me over the years. And how many of you know it's a good thing to remember that which Christ has done for you? And I just started thinking, oh, my word. Oh, I know, because some of my old friends that used to work for me when I was not living for Jesus, I've been all over my Facebook page. So it's re reminded me of, you know, just, and just going, thinking about it and, and how God met me in that season. And then I just started thanking him, Lord, I could be the one that is not in their right mind anymore. I could be the one that never came off that trip of whatever. I could be the one. And so I, I, should, I should be dead. Remember that time I drove? that dun, 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 dun. Oh, my word, Jesus. And then I just started thanking him for my mind and thanking him that he's making me whole and thanking him that he's restoring as if I never even did any of it. He took our sicknesses upon himself. He, the only reason why you are in your right mind today is because of Christ. And those things that are anguishing our souls, we can still be satisfied as we bring them to the cross. The lines have fallen in pleasant places because I don't have to live in defeat or sickness or grief. But I can bring it to you because you have made atonement. You have provided a way out for my sickness. Isn't that amazing? Last scripture, Pastor Grace, y'all can come on up. I'm over time. Y'all are all okay. Don't quit the church because I went seven minutes over while Pastor was gone. Remember, we love Jesus. We're pursuing Jesus. Galatians 3, 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Woo! Having
having become a curse for us, it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The, here the word cursed, I, hate, I, I love this and I hate it, it's kind of scary, but I love this. It says that the, the word cursed here means that the violators of the law, who's a violator of the law? shall be devoted to punishment or destruction. That we should be devoted to punishment or destruction. But Christ became the curse for us. I don't have to be devoted to punishment, right? Or destruction, because Christ became that for you and I. That was the path that we were headed on. But Christ intervened for you and I, that I don't have to be punished all the days of my life. Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.